Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick, and welcome to this week's episode of Scale Up Your Business. Hope you're enjoying the show. Um, Thanks so much for all the feedback that I'm getting every single week. And just a reminder, if you've been listening for some time, you haven't had a chance yet to subscribe properly or even leave a review, I'm very, very grateful if you could do that. It certainly helps the show. So today we're going to continue on the theme of commercial and marketing and an area that I sort of talk about in my customer creation playbook, which is around leveraging social media. So as you know, the regular listeners out there, those who have listened to me rant on about personal branding and the importance of being authentic and building trust and rapport and the way you can do that. I often say you've got to be able to firstly create what your message is, what your proposition is, but then you've got to get it out there. And effectively, the way to do that is by leveraging social media, leveraging the key platforms. It's it's effectively free marketing uh, from a kind of cost perspective, because it doesn't really cost much. It does it does take time. It takes effort. And I often say that your goal here is to be consistent and to be prolific. And what do I mean by that? Well, first and foremost, a brand is a promise of consistency. So if you want to kind of you know create customers, bring people into your business, you've got to be consistent with you know what you are, why you do what you do, how you do what you do. And in prolific means really just being there all the time, being present. Because there's so much stuff going on at the moment, so many people are getting overwhelmed by the amount of communication that's happening, you've got to be out there all the time to be able to push your message through. And if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, you know, it's just too hard, I'm, I, you know, I can't do that, I don't know how to do that, have a listen to this episode. There's some, some very great tips from, um, from the guys today I'm about to introduce, and it's going to be a really, really fun conversation for you to get into. So who have I got on the show? I have got Anita and Anna from the Get Savvy Club. Now, they are specialists in social media, and we are having a pretty informal conversation over a coffee, so you'll you enjoy all the background noise um, around how you should be thinking about social media and some really strong tips just to get you started. So it's a practical episode. It's a fun episode. If you've been thinking for a while, you should be putting some more stuff out there, then this will help you massively. And um, Anna, in particular, has recently been doing my business, Growth Accelerator, and um, you know has been going doing some fantastic stuff um, off the back of that. So I wanted to bring her onto the show because she's been contributing in that group hugely uh, to all the people who are going through that accelerator and uh, sharing her expertise on social media to help their businesses. So I thought, got to have her on the show, and then she can help more people through the podcast. So final thing, just on the accelerator, the second cohort is about to launch. It's going to launch in April. Uh, so if you are thinking about uh, wanting to put a bit of ignition behind your business, you want to scale up this year, you want to get very clear on what you're trying to do and you want to have all the mechanics of things like marketing and sales and influence and 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 you know leveraging you know using technology all the things that I I sort of talk about on a regular basis then get in touch as i said we'll launch in april maximum maximum of 12 people in cohort 2 we've already got i think 5 people signed up so there are a few places remaining so if that is of interest to you uh, please get in touch with me at any time so there we are i hope you enjoy the show welcome to scale up your business anita and anna from the Get Savvy Club. Hi everyone, it's Nick here and we are recording a podcast today which is going to focus on social media. So I'm delighted to have with me Anita and Anna from the Get Savvy Club and they are going to take us through a masterclass on how you can use social media in your business. So as you know, I'm a big advocate of this. I do it a lot in my businesses. So it's great to have you on Scale Up Your Business. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Okay, guys. Well, listen, just so um, the audience can kind of get to, get to know you a bit, just take us through kind of what you guys do and how you got there. 
Right, so we are the Get Savvy Club. Um, I'm Anna Geary and this is Anita Baldwin. We've known each other uh, for a number of years actually. Unglamorously we met on the school run because both of our children are the same age, our older daughters are the same age, so we met on the school run years ago. Um, but Anita was um, very corporate, uh, corporate marketing world, and I uh, was in recruitment at the time, so we didn't do anything like this at all. Um, I use social media literally every single day in all the businesses that I've ever had. Um, so I was earlier adopter of using social media in the recruitment business, in terms of using Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn to attract clients, and obviously Anita background if you want to speak a bit about you Anita. Yeah so my background is purely uh, strategic marketing for various corporate businesses for 25 years before I decided to set up on my own um, and my love of social media comes from the fact that um, it's pretty much leveled the playing field for smaller businesses to be able to get out in front of the numbers of people that large businesses spend millions of pounds doing. Um, so when I started in marketing I worked for companies and had budgets of six, seven, ten million pounds a year um, which small businesses would never be able to do so they wouldn't be able to attract the amount of customers in however with social media you don't need that amount of money you can get out in front of as long as you understand what you're doing um, and you've got your targeting right and your foundations right you can get out in front of um, thousands and thousands of your ideal client and tell them what it is you're doing and I think that is my fascination with it. Awesome no I, I often say it's not free marketing per se because yeah. you know you've got to put your time into it and there is obviously some investment so it's not free per se but I think back to my days as a as a CMO and a marketing director when I was my corporate gig as well and I was spending a fortune on trying to kind of raise awareness and just trying to get some engagement but it was all traditional it was all kind of like what we'd call advertising could be radio TV it sounds crazy talking about it now because it wasn't that long ago but these days you know I, I use it all the time as I said in my businesses it surprises me that most people don't or a lot of people don't so what's your thinking why do you think that's the case is it people just don't know about it or are people just scared about it what we come up um, regularly against kind of three main um, objections don't we one of them is that they don't know what to do the other one is that they don't have the time to do it which I think is probably based on one of the other two objections because if you want your business to be a success you find the time to do it and the other one the main one is that people are scared of it they're scared of people's opinion of them they're scared of being judged of looking silly of getting it wrong um, there's a lot not a lot but there are some negative people out there who are happy to comment negatively on your posts and um, it can make people not want to do it anymore which is a real shame yeah. um, so in in our training um, we teach people how to use social media but also how to have the confidence to use it and to um, what we say is getting to their savvy self and yeah. so not care when people are saying yeah. those negative things. So why then, so yeah, take me through, why the name? So Get Savvy Club, where did that come from? I think actually, I am the ideas person, but this one, you had this idea, didn't you? Mm. The Get Savvy Club. Um, it was just, we were trying to think of savvy social media, or words like that, but then actually we just condensed it and just thought Get Savvy Club and it does work because it's just about getting savvy really and mm. utilizing making sure you're a producer on social media not a consumer so so many people don't like social media because they feel that it's a time drain which it is if all you're doing is watching cat videos or scrolling or or you have a thing about camels right now don't you keep using camel camels pictures, and but, cat videos but yeah people <laughs> put a camel yeah. picture I was on like, today, where do you get these pictures one, from because yeah. it's um, hump day so i put a yeah, camel picture okay. on yeah so yeah, it's um yeah, so we would just actually get a savvy around it, stop um just letting it use you, be the one that uses it because people think, Oh, I'm gonna waste so much time on social media and it won't if you just get on, do what you need to do and get off, then you're being savvy with it and you're using it for the tool that it is. So and it's a great guys, word, yeah, savvy, isn't yeah. it? And also I think it's um probably led by um Wanted to use the word savvy and then just looking at what domain names were available. Yeah. Well, there is, I mean, that's an issue these days because yep. I sometimes, when I work with tech businesses and tech entrepreneurs, they kind of have to spell things weird ways just to get like a dot com. Yeah. You know, because everything, yeah. people, yeah, no, I, I see that all the time. But, but the other reason it's like the Get Savvy Club is because we're not just um, teaching people how to use social media. It's all about, actually, it's a marketing business. And we didn't want to be, because we could just be out and out teaching people how to use LinkedIn, which at the moment, probably LinkedIn is the best one to use. But we didn't want to be attached to one platform. So we're kind of saying, if you have, if you had a business, you have one IT guy or one IT company that helps you. And we're saying, well, actually, if you're part of the Get Savvy Club, that's all you need to help you with your social media. So it will evolve as social media evolves. Because whatever we say on this podcast today, 
maybe in a, even in a month, two months, it might not be relevant. Yeah. I mean, we're testing TikTok at the moment. Um, my daughter's obviously... Yeah, so I wanna, let's talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. I know we've got stuff we want to get through, but that's an interesting one for me because yeah. I'm always... Things are changing so mm. much. And sometimes when people come and ask me, oh, where, where should they be focusing mm. in terms of social media? I mean, it depends on the businesses, but I sort of say if it's B2B, and, I, and people know that I don't believe in B2B and B2C in the same way anymore. I talk about person to person. Yeah. But I still say that things like LinkedIn, that's a good way of getting out there and having the conversation if you're yeah. trying to kind of, you know, go into that world. But TikTok still surprises me because yeah. it's a bit weird. For me, it yes. Is, but, but I mean, I've got a 13 year old daughter. So I set up a TikTok account probably four years ago when it was musically. And we just used to play about on that and mess about with the videos and things. But don't forget that these people that were playing around with it when they were like 13 14 back then are now 18 so these are going to be people yeah. going to be buying from you and, and the engagement i see from it is out huge. really but massive. we're not telling any businesses to uh, at all jump on and start using that now because that's not where you're going to sell at the moment but we're testing it so our thing is if you're with the get savvy club you will just evolve with us so if we think oh there's this great thing you can do on tiktok you now need to set it up do x y and z then you'll have that information from us. You won't have to, you know, go and find a TikTok guru, which I'm sure will come out at, at some yeah. point. And then so, there'll be another platform or something yeah. else. Yeah, and then there'll and be also, another thing. So you can if you can't like, monetize it, yeah. then there's no point you doing it. Yeah, yet. we're so all until about until we find a way it? to tell yeah. you how to monetize that social media platform, we'd never advise to do it because it does suck up your time. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be where your pretend, you know, your clients. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what we want to get into today. So, as I said, it's a masterclass on social media. So, what I do on the podcast is I have different experts come in and talk about certain things, and we've talked talked a bit about brand marketing, we've talked about the difference in brand and direct response, talked about the power of personal branding, you know, how that's kind of changing, which does align a little bit to where we're going to get to with leveraging social media. But I don't think we've gone deep into social media. So I think for people to get value, I like this to be a bit of, you know, there's a practicality to the conversation. So let's get into it. What do you think, you know, the key trends are or key things that people can take away from listening today and they can start to apply? So how, where should we start? I think the first thing about social media is flipping your perception so people think social media is something where they have to put their whole self on it their whole cv all their products um, but actually it's just a campaign channel it's just a route to talk to your ideal client or your target market and tell them the one thing you do so in the same way we talk about you'll never see um a McDonald's advert that lists everything on their menu because it just confuses people they go out with one message um one proposition and one message the whole time so that people can understand what it is, social media should be used in the same way. So find your ideal client, find your signature offering that will appeal to that ideal client, and then go out with that message again and again. Look at what their pain points are um, and look at how you solve those pain points. Don't try and say, well, I do this, this, and this, and I can service all these clients, and can you figure out what's right and, and send me a message? Because people don't do it. We're we all about disengage. making it easy, aren't, aren't we? Yeah, so Our thing is like, let it be easy. So marketing, the best marketing is letting you know showing people how it's easy and that's what we're all about so if you're a dentist for example you would just choose one office so you would choose like teeth whitening because lots of people want teeth it's whitening. funny you bring this up because i was on the phone yesterday to a harley street dentist who's struggling <laughs> really struggling yeah. to kind of get what he needs and part so of it's because he's, he's talking more about lots of things that he can do and not yeah. necessarily specializing in one. one so if you to pick like i know my my dentist does teeth, teeth whitening but like, I also know that he does loads of other things. So if he just bang, banged on about teeth whitening, it doesn't mean that I all of a sudden don't think, oh, I can't go to him. He's not going to be able to do me a fill, filling, yeah. do I? So it's about but that's what But that's what the business owner often does think. Mm. Fear of yeah. missing out. Yeah. because They worry. Because the niching piece, I always talk about it, it's good because my wife's got a really strong micro niche. So it's family travel. If anything, it's even more specific than that. It was fine with a baby. So that's what it was. It's now broadened a little bit, but it started off very focused. And she's managed to create a really successful business off the back of that and build a really strong brand. Um, but I think the psychology is if I just go after one type of customer with one specific problem, I'm going to have a smaller business. Yes. And um, you, you guys don't think that's the case. There are 28 million people in the UK on LinkedIn alone. So, you know, if some of those aren't your target market and you niche and understand exactly what it is you're offering them, there's no way you're going to, you know, narrow down your business too much by mm. doing that you're just going the the internet weirdly has made us more um specific in what we search for so we don't search for you know i want a pair of boots because that's too broad we search for i want a flat 
black knee length pair of boots. So you need to I almost, can't relate to that. <laughs> you need to almost appear to be that expert in that area. We don't search for generalists anymore. We search specifically for what we want. And so if you're saying I'm a travel company that can help you fly with a baby, then that's exactly what I need to do. And you're the person for me. If you're just saying I'm a travel company and can help you go on holiday, you just get but you're lost. flying with a baby. Yeah. You're going to pick that first one. So um, actually, rather than narrowing your market, you're actually widening it because you're making more people want to choose you and, and go with you. So it's a really difficult process and it's something people struggle with, but it's really important and will make the everything else easier. The first thing we start off easier. with, that we don't let yeah. them move on until they've got that one thing. And you know, these people with two hats or I do this or I do that. And it's like, no, you're not with, not on our watch. You got to pick something. But, even if, even if, you know, you love saying this, don't you? No, but you it's, it's, say that, kid. Well, no, it's just, we don't say <laughs> yeah, change your business. We don't say stop doing yeah. all these other things, but social media is just a channel and a platform to promote one thing to one person. So that's what you need to go with. Everything else you can still keep doing and you can still keep talking yeah. about it in networking meetings or leaflets or local magazine adverts or whatever. Yeah. But for social media, you need to be really specific because there's so much noise out there. Yeah, and I get You'll it. just yeah. get lost. And on and our so... online program, we we make we we say to them, right, pick one thing and you know you just stick with that for the process of this. You mm. can change it afterwards, but just stick with it for the price of this. Because so the first point is be really clear on, on the audience you're trying to serve, yeah. specifically the problem that they have, mm -hmm. so that you can kind of own something mm. in a world full of clutter and, yeah. and yeah. things. So what's next? So once you've got that clear, well, then what do you do? Okay, so um, the other thing is about setting up your profile right. So people think, and we'll talk about LinkedIn mainly, I guess, because that's the um, platform you can put the most information on, but people think it's about you, your profile, and it's not. Again, it's about how you help your ideal client. So if you've got your headline is your job title, so we could have um, owner get savvy club. So when people see my picture, owner get savvy club, they've got absolutely no nothing. idea yeah. who we are, what we do, how they can help them, and they'll just keep moving by. They won't say, well, I'll try and find out more about that person. So we've got our headline is about, um, we help you use social media to attract your ideal client in less time. So if you're a business owner and that's what you're looking to do, you'll think, Oh, that's interesting. I'm interested in that. I'll find out a little bit more and then I'll go into your summary, which again is about the pain points your ideal client has and how you can solve them. And then talk about yourself um, and what, what qualifies you to, that, to I, I take those. it that profile piece is as relevant on a landing page or a website as mm -hmm. much as it is on the profile mm -hmm. of LinkedIn or Yeah, your Facebook. profile on LinkedIn is your landing page or your first page of your website. It's the equivalent. Okay. So you wouldn't put your website, your first page, just talking about all the jobs you've had over the last 25 years right down to your paper round you had that's what most people do though I mean that's what a lot of people still do they, they kind of think of it as almost like an online CV exactly yeah. as Would opposed to how, how it started how so my background is um, recruitment so I was in recruitment for 17 years so obviously when I um when I first started LinkedIn, using LinkedIn that was, that's what it was for for me to find uh, candidates and obviously for clients you know looking for CVs on there and now it's evolved so much so we don't need to know what you did you know 10 years ago we well, just need to know what you're doing now and then we do need to know like maybe some things that you did previously that w means that you're great at what you did now so that's kind of useful thing to have no, but you don't need all the you don't need your paper around on there you don't no. so with with me i don't really need the recruitment stuff on there anymore do no. i just, We're not do, do you still have it I don't know. I think I do. I think I do have like just in the not not in my actual summary. I don't because I've got in mine. I mean, mine's pretty focused now on what I do, the scale up side mm -hmm. of things. But I still have the the other bits on there, the corporate career, because I think it just adds a bit of credibility. It's that rubber stamp that you've if I, done if I, some stuff before. Yeah, because if I sit there and say, okay, I can scale up yeah. businesses and so we'll, we'll prove that, or at least yeah. show me a way that you have. And I can say, yeah. well, yeah, I've done 20 years in corporate and then I've moved yeah. into private equity. Yeah. That kind of helps. it's relevant yeah. then, yeah. But so. that's a couple of seconds read of each part. You don't need to go into great detail no, no, no. in that. People mm. just need to know you've done that um, and then they can move on. Okay, yeah. got it. So fine. So you've got it. So there's this consistency here between what you say you are, how you help people. But I get the whole point. I talk a lot about uh, story brand as a concept, a US concept by a guy called Donald Miller, where it start with the hero and you're the guide. Mm -hmm. But you know, your landing page, your website, whatever it is, has to start with the person you're trying to help and your role in that, as opposed to, hey, look how great I am, or look about me, because actually. That's you know noise. We always say thing. nobody cares about you. <laughs> no, well they don't. They, care. they, no, they, they only care, care if you can help with their problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're not okay. Good. Got it. So we're clear on that. So fine. So what? So after that, what's next? The other thing we'd say is that um, pick your favourite platform. So. You know, our motto is let it be easy and we don't want to make it difficult for people. So there are a lot of platforms out there. So don't feel you have to be on all of them all of the time. Um, pick your favourite platform. 
go big on that one and then repurpose across the other ones. So you do need to be on um, these other platforms because it's not for you to decide how your ideal client will find you. It's for them to decide their preferred platform. But each platform has a different emphasis. Mm -hmm. um, and I found, not that I, hold, I, I agree 100% with what I'm about to say, but I'll say it anyway, but if you take something like Instagram, where you've got a business which is more visual, it's easier to be able to use that mechanism. So for example, like if you've got you know, a cake business, for example, or an events business, and you've got that, it's easier to showcase on those platforms versus say LinkedIn. Although Instagram is great for documenting your journey, your day, um, your business. So people want to get to know other people. You've got to build the know, like, and trust before people will buy from you. So if you say, today I'm doing this, today I'm with a client and a selfie or a picture of what you're doing, it's a great documentation. So you don't have to have a visual product in order to be on It's Instagram. more about you, okay. Mm. Yeah. And you use the stories for that. So like, mm. you know, we could, we'll do like a picture of these microphones and just whack it on a story. And it doesn't, it can be as scruffy as anything on Instagram mm. because on the stories, it's just going to be on there for 24 hours and then it's going to go again. So is that how that works? So it's literally the stories, there is a time. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's right. going to go. So it doesn't matter that it, it's not perfect or, you know, it's not going to stay forever, but people are going to say, oh, they're doing that today then. Mm. Oh, that, you know, they're credible because they're doing this or they're ha that's where they're at. They're so around, then they can yeah. see that you're doing the same thing. Another thing that's really important is um, we say uh, like shop windows. So if I was to go in Costa Coffee, um, uh, in Manchester, Birmingham or Leicester, all the Costa coffees are exactly the same. It, you could even take the word Costa off of everything and you still know that you're in a Costa coffee, coffee uh, shop. So you need to do the same with your business for Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. They all need to look and feel the same, have that so same branding. So that's back branding. to that brand consistency, that's branding isn't it? Consistency, the experience, but that's all about the setup, what you say, yeah. Making sure, if you have, we often get asked, don't you, when people have two businesses, oh, can I be one business on LinkedIn and one on Facebook? No, you can't because people, will disengage they won't trust you they'll wonder well why are you this person here and this person there so that's an important sort of part of the what about well. um we, we sort of jump sideways a bit on this what about the difference between the personal brand and the business brands so if you've got multiple businesses which some people in our ecosystem we know they've got multiple things but they have a brand which stands for something which is aligned but maybe not 100 percent focused on one business how, how would that work it's back to where you're using social media as a channel. So you wouldn't um, put an advert in a newspaper and say, by the way, I've also got this other business and this other business. So you're going to have to just pick what you want to use it to communicate to your ideal client. If you take someone like Branson, right? So probably the best in kind of the, the, the sort of stratosphere of these things. He stands, I think his um, initial positioning around Virgin was pirates and pioneers. So everything he invests or does is around trying to disrupt an industry which is bureaucratic. So whenever he talks, his personal brand is around that but he can jump into any of his businesses and have a, a dialogue around those businesses. How do you see that working? Is that because there's a thread going through? Yes, because he's, um, he's using his personal brand and that's got a commonality to it, hasn't it? It's all about him being entrepreneurial and disruptive. Yeah, and rebellious, you know, all, maverick, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. And so his businesses, that translates into all of his businesses. If you think about Virgin, um, you think that it's you know innovative and fresh and, and all of that kind of thing, but that comes from him. So that's what he, that's his one message that he's promoting across everything. And same with like someone like Elon Musk. You yeah. know, there's that thing again about challenging kind of what has been done before with technology, et cetera, et cetera. So even though he's got businesses that range from tiles to cars, to other things, you know, space rockets. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. can still. So that's that's their one message that's going out again and again and again, right. and, it, and it then has positive implications on all of his different businesses. So if you're going to, I guess, there's a, just to play this forward. So if you've got a personal brand, and let's say you're a person, and you're saying, actually, I want to go out there and use myself more to be the front of business. Um, <clears throat> I can either focus on one company per se, if 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 like um, I want to kind of put more emphasis into that. But if I've got multiple companies and they don't have a lot of consistency across, I have to have something which is kind of ubiquitous and kind of has a thread that goes through. Yeah, social media is fantastic for building your personal brand and your tribe, if you like. So if you've got a message, and what we say is, you don't don't wait to be the expert at something, just contribute. Yeah. Get out there and tell people your experience and what you've learned and and what's worked for you, and then you'll you'll gain a following for that and then you can go on to talk it's called the halo effect isn't it then you can go on to talk mm -hmm. about the other things that you do and get people interested in that's that. a really good point because I, I again thinking back to kind of some of the things I do I, I never say that I'm necessarily the expert you know some people might say that scale up is one of the things I specialize in mm -hmm. but I'll say I'm really just a curator a guide yeah. you know I'm not perfect at everything but what I do is I know how to go and get the information so I can put a spin on that or put my perspective but often it's just taking stuff that someone else has created and putting it together in a way that can be yeah, you know, yeah. used. Yeah, and we never say we're showing experts, up. do we? We yeah. just say like we are contributors, and we're also like 
it's fluid what we do like what mm -hmm. we say today we might completely change our minds tomorrow because something in the marketplace has changed or we think actually this yeah. thing will work a lot better so we're not like there are other social media um coaches out there that sort of have their way and that's that and you have to follow it and you know that they, they won't deviate from it and i think they are going to struggle long so we still go on because... various courses we went mm. on a two-day instagram course at the back end of last year to just see if there's anything new that we don't know about is there a new take on it that we could use or or just to you know tick that box to go oh yeah okay we're, we're where we need to be um, so and our, help our yeah. clients with so that. our clients don't have to because you could go on a linkedin course today and it won't be relevant in two months time you could go on a youtube course you could you could literally every week you could be going on a new course and if you the people we help are people that um have a business to run so actually they don't have loads of even if the the mate the big big plan is to work completely on their business and move themselves away from the business at the moment they're working in the business to some extent so they do not have the time to just purely be on social media and be that yeah know. i want to get into that mm. as we go in because i think there's a piece where you know just to summarize what we spoke about so far so we said obviously the first day is about be really clear sit on the audience you know who you are the role you play in that then you've got to make sure there's consistency across the platform or platforms and then you said pick one that you can focus on to kind of get started so there's about action and then what I find when I work with people is they go even if they get that because I, I say a lot of the same things because I follow that principle then it's about the the, the doing because that's hard right because yeah. you, know, you have someone like Gary Vaynerchuk saying five times a day man you know all this sort of yeah. stuff you know being prolific I use that term quite a bit and then people go, I just haven't got time to do this. So it's quite, I need to build a team or I need to do something. What, what's your advice to someone who's starting out there? Do, how, how much do they need to post to start? I mean, they have to start, but how much is There's right? loads, loads of tips and tricks you can do. So for example, repurposing. Um, so we do um, a video, a live video in our Facebook group every Tuesday where we train and then we repurpose that. So we can put that on our YouTube channel. Um, we cut it down and put it onto LinkedIn. We might take some quotes or stats from it and use it, um, you know, put it in, maybe um, some Canva um, creatives and then use that as other posts and things like that. So you don't have to be creating new content every time you want to post. You can um, think about your week's content and then try to repurpose as well to make sure that you're getting maximum bang for your bucks, really. Well, I think okay. when you first start, you should do at least once a day yeah. on your favorite platform. So that doesn't mean, and then maybe two or three times a week on your non-favorite platform. That's the most straightforward um, thing to do just sometimes people just want to be told what to do so if you say right your favorites linkedin post once a day on that and then uh, instagram and facebook uh two or three times a week post the similar thing that you've been doing on linkedin your favorite things on there so then you're at least um definitely going to be doing something um that, and you've got collections well, and we have habit if you what's that uh, book called habits the habit book High performance atomic, habits? Atomic, oh, atomic, atomic habits. habits. Oh, uh, yeah. is it James Cleary? James Cleary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we say like, so we have a, a, there's a photographer that we help and he is far, he's great at going to the gym every day. Lots of people struggle at going to the gym every day, but he loves the gym. So he goes to the gym every day. So we say, right, okay, when you've been to the gym, you come out, you've had a shower, then you post. So mm -hmm. he just ties it in every day. Yeah, with, makes it a habit. Uh, yeah, no, habit I believe in that too. So yeah. Routines and habits are really important. There's no Absolutely. overthinking. You just gotta, you just gotta get it You make it something you do. Yeah, because I tend to do, I mean, I plan, I plan my social media weekly and then I have sort of daily habits, exactly the same thing about when I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. um, but then I've got a team now that helps. So mm -hmm. that makes life a bit easier yeah. for me. But in the beginning, it was me doing it. And yeah. then it can get overwhelming because you're overthinking what you want to do. And then, you, th you know, a lot of people want, want it to be perfect as opposed yeah. to just getting it out there. Yeah. Yes. Um, Definitely. And you know, it's just a post. It's not even tomorrow's chip paper. It's gone in the blink of an eye. And if you don't like it, you can delete it as well. So just, and also we say that sometimes you can spend an hour crafting the perfect post. You can research it and you go, oh, that's a great one. And it does nothing. It barely has any engagement. You don't have that many views. And then you're rushing out the door. So you put a post out that's three lines and a question. Um, and it just goes wild. You have loads of engagement. Loads of people come back to you. You have loads of views. And there is no real rhyme or reason. There's just a testing, isn't yes. it? Like all marketing. Yeah, there's different levels of content um, structure that you can use. It's all about getting to people know, like, and trust you. So there's different things you can do to help that along the way. But just get out there and give it a go. Spend five minutes in the morning, you know, every time you check your emails or make a cup of coffee or something like that it's been five I like the idea of it. making a habit you know put it in your diary even if it's just like a five minute thing that mm. sits there every day you know even if it's just like Monday to Friday mm -hmm. you do it then you know because I know just so you start 
Yeah, and we do, we've got like a content creator that we put together so that people can have um, a topic every single day for 90 days. Uh, it's one of our like, offerings that we do. And that's How do you great. come up with a topic? Do you think about, do you have to think about their niche first? And then no, it, these we, are just like, oh, just these, anything. Are gener, these are generic. They have to write the top, we come up with a topic and then they have to write the post around it, that's around right. their business. So. Yeah, so they have to make it theirs. It's not like just cookie cutter. That's a great idea. But yeah. it's, it's a so you get a text every really day to your phone. Think. Yeah, and then so they're on, it's on Messenger, isn't mm -hmm. it? So they'll just get like the bot Messenger thing come through, say, right, day one is this, and then it's 90 days. So that's just, again, a habit, like, yeah, you know, like it. it's just habit forming, isn't it? So Because I think coming up with a topic can be one of the challenges. Yeah. Because you know, I think of that. I've got a team who look at search terms and things like that mm -hmm. and sort of in my, particularly around entrepreneurship, I can sort of see what's being searched for. So I have an idea about kind of what the, the broader market is wanting to hear. So yeah. I'll then have a perspective on that. So that's quite useful. Yeah. But the idea of just having something which pops up and you go, okay, today I'm going to, okay, I've already got the prompt. Mm. I'm now going to actually just, you know, do a couple of minutes of my perspective yeah. on that to my business yeah. or whatever. That's cool. Like and it, it also helps people to put the trivial on as well because it's quite easy to say, right, here's five facts about um, writing wills if you're a will writer. But that can be quite uh, dry and people don't want to read that every day. But if you say, today I've got four meetings with new clients um, and I'm excited about this and here's three things I'm going to do in my business. Or, you know, we've got one that's as trivial as saying, you know, what's your favourite biscuit? Because it gets quite a level of engagement and people will start thinking about you. What happens if you don't eat biscuits? Who doesn't eat biscuits? Okay. <laughs> not, that's my, that, well, yeah, I was going to say, well, that's, 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 my, that's my sugar Well, thing. that could be your take on it then. I don't eat exactly. biscuits. And this is why I don't like, eat biscuits. Yeah. Okay, so just, yeah. And you'll see, you'll learn that actually things like that will get quite a lot of engagement and it'll make you braver to go out with something more trivial or more personal or something like that at the end of the night. Yeah, I've got a, a friend of mine in one of my networks in the US who's done a similar thing in Facebook Live. So she's got a group, a Facebook group, where you literally join the group and every day there's a different prompt mm. and you have to record to the group so you're not putting the Facebook live out to everyone you've you know focusing on that but yeah. it's just to get people used to it yeah because it is I mean I've been doing lives for years so it doesn't make and even when I was a kid I was weird I just talked to myself in the mirror so it makes no it's, it makes no difference to me but for a lot of people they freeze there's fantastic speakers that I know that actually when they do a Facebook live they're terrible because it's just a different way it's a different way of doing um, it. Yeah, and no, I... when I say terrible I just mean they just are not anywhere near as good mm. as they are on the stage. They're just they, they're saying the words and they're they're, they're doing it, but that you can think, oh, you're really not comfortable there. Mm. Whereas I've seen them on stage and they've smashed it. So it's, it's yeah. a we do prompt thing. people to do that because it's a whole new ball game in terms of engagement, mm. and it's fantastic for your business. And your competitors will be just as scared about it as you are, mm. so you'll get ahead of them slightly. So we don't force people to do it, but we do. They always give thank them us tips we saw of how to do it more easily. But yeah, we were saying we had a client yesterday who put it off and off and off, and then she put a video on LinkedIn and was incredibly amazed by the engagement she got and now can't wait to do her next yeah. one. So half the time it's like anything you just got to jump off the cliff mm, and you got yeah. to start and you got to see the benefits yeah. of it I do want to get into measurement and stuff a little bit later on but I'm conscious we've called this a masterclass we're yeah. already getting lots of different perspectives but yeah. let, let's try and bring it back if we can mm -hmm. so we've talked about three things to kind of get you started or the three foundations if we're going to kind of give some tips and some tactics strategies to to the audience let's go through some of your key things some things you recommend Okay, so the first one is about warming up the algorithm. So don't just jump onto um, your platform cold and put a post out because actually um, the platform wants you to be on it. They want you to spend your whole day scrolling through it and they will reward you for that activity. So if you go on it and go through some posts and maybe put four or five words as a comment to three or four different posts and then put your post up, it will see that you're active on it and it will spread your post out slightly further than if you just go on it cold and then go back off again. And are the algorithms different depending on the platforms? Nobody understands the algorithms um, and people will tell you that they are and actually... Um, so we're at times of posting and all that sort of yeah, stuff, does it matter? they change all the time. So just try, I mean, in, in um, LinkedIn especially, I'll put a post out, I did one about three weeks ago and it just came up, somebody commented on it today. So obviously it had been put in front of their feed for whatever reason at a random time. So you can say, okay, I must post at 6pm every day, but when that post is then shown in other people's feeds, you cannot guarantee. Yeah. So just go well, out I and do it, a post. It. When we were at the, where we met you, Nick, at the Pocket MBA, um, we've been so busy that day, I hadn't really had a time to, to do a LinkedIn post. So we were, well actually, because we were sharing a room and I I'm super annoying because I, don't, I like I'm like the Duracell bunny, so I don't I go go for a toilet and then I wake up early as well. She was like, Anna, just go to sleep. So I was like, oh, well, okay, I'm not going to go to sleep, but I thought I'll, I haven't done a LinkedIn post today, so I just 
threw something together and put it out. It must have been about half 12, one in the morning, and it got loads of engagement, absolutely loads. And I thought, that's so random. So we do sort of say, um, you know, nine o'clock on LinkedIn in the morning is good because people are just getting to, to log their in office, to their computer or whatever else. They yeah. might have a quick look. So half eight, nine is kind of good, but not just test it because you're people are going to be different to your, your potential clients are going to be different to our potential clients. So, cause I get, sometimes I'll put a post out on LinkedIn and it will say trending in business. Mm-hmm. One of the hashtags, yeah. we'll get into that. I'm sure in a second, but I don't understand what that means. Does that mean that it's, it's popular in that hashtag or it's been shown up yeah, in feed? Time, yeah. But yeah. again, it is random. So you can, over, I suppose one of the things is you can be, you can overthink this. So, yeah. so if there's a generic, the generic point, just to be clear, the generic point around the warming up the algorithm is what? It's just to show that you are on that platform and then it will reward you for that by spreading your reach. We've found, okay. we can't, we've got no empirical evidence for this, but if you do that, I mean, and, and I still forget, I'll think, God, I haven't done a LinkedIn post, so I'll shove one out and then it'll do nothing and I'll think, oh, I didn't warm up the Yeah, because we so went this... to get our nails done once and uh, she, she, um, I need to put uh, a post and then she was moaning about it and I went, did you, is that the one you did just before we had her nails done? And she said, yeah. And I was like, mm, well, you just jumped on and did it. She went, oh, yeah. So it, it, it is. But this know. comes back to the point about um, volume and being prolific. Mm. You know, that's yeah. sort of, is, is the more that you are there. So mm. if you are posting regularly and, again, the algorithm is linked to your account, your login, you know, there's going to be some benefit or at least some um, – advantage to doing that yeah and if you're getting engagement and people are commenting on your posts then um that platform will assume they're interested in what you're saying and the next time you go out with a post they'll put it in front of all those people again um and then they'll comment and then that'll go in front of their connections to say so and so commented on this um and it it just keeps spreading further and wider you could join a linkedin pod these Mm. are where people get together and uh, when they put a post out they put the link to the post in that group so that pod might be on like messenger or whatsapp group and then that means that the people in the WhatsApp group can jump onto that and like it and comment, and then in theory, more people should see it. But I'm a bit skeptical of it because you you don't want it to be that those ten people in your pod are the only people that see your post and they see yours, rather than the wider. Mm. No, wider I think it doesn't. Audience, yeah. I've I've seen that happen so before. So I dip in and out of pods. Really, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't take away either, from just putting out good content, does yeah, it? So no. I find that if I put out something which is pretty punchy or powerful, that gets the best engagement. Yeah. yeah. Videos of me doing stuff. You know, I jumped off a. I think it was like a 25 meter kind of cliff into the water just for a bit of fun. That's extreme to get a good uh, bit of content. Right? <laughs> uh, that was me just doing it, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, I was away at this event. I haven't got any content. I talked, about, I talked about sort of, you know, sometimes you've got to do some stuff that scares you, yeah. right? You've got to, you need to take a yeah. leap of faith. So it was a bit cheesy. In fact, yeah. one person came back and said, that's really cheesy. I said, well, yeah, it probably Thanks. is. But it had, you but know, 8,000 views or something like yeah. that on LinkedIn, which is pretty yeah. good, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so that's one. So warm up the algorithm. What, what else? What else do you recommend? Um, so the other one is like your own post. So again, LinkedIn or um, isn't that Facebook. a bit worthy? If I go and say it, I like my post, I mean, yeah, I found that out just by, I found that out just by being vain. <laughs> it can't, it can't tell that you are the one that wrote the post. It just goes, oh, somebody likes this. Okay, I'll spread but it everyone a bit else further. sees it. But do they ever look? Because <laughs> no to see who's liked no, it, I know, I'm, te- I'm teasing because you know, yeah. I, I do that now as well, and I can't. But sometimes and comment I, on your own post as well. Because then you've got a like, you've got a comment straight away on is it. Is there anything so. to do with the pace of comments? So sometimes if I put something out there and I get seven comments or whatever else, and I'll go back and I'll try and comment to the comment. Yes. And then someone told me once that actually the number of words makes a difference. Again, they probably don't really know this, but if you do six words or something like that, then yeah. the algorithm picks yeah, it up in Yeah, if you just way. have a load of emojis, um, like so network marketers, they try to gain the system by all being together, sharing each other's posts and... Uh, commenting on each of this post and then we went for a, a phase of just putting an emoji on and that doesn't do anything uh, because yeah just, okay so there is something about they really... want they want it to be an so engagement conversation so, obviously if i'm taking the time to do a uh, like a sentence to you or a par- paragraph about what you've just commented whatever post you've done then i'm obviously interested enough to <clears throat> actually write more than just a thumbs up to it or a, mm. an emoji so yeah it does recognize that so okay. it's better if people actually put full comments on and ask questions on the comments. So if someone comments, ask them a question about what they've just commented on. Uh, so it does, yeah. So if the conversation's yeah. um, longer and quite involved, so people are spending time again, yeah. you're going to get rewarded for that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And if somebody's commented on your post and they look like they might be your ideal client and they're just a second or a third connection, click on them and send them a connection request. 
and use that to build up your connections. Okay, I, want to, I definitely want to get into what happens post this stuff at, at some point today as well. So let's keep going through your list though, so we've got that. So. The other thing is uh, don't put links in your posts because again, the platform won't um, reward you for trying okay. to send people away from So if I, if I link to one of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts or something like that, that's not don't good. Don't put it in the post, put, put it in the comments because if you put the post, if oh, yeah, you put it cool. in the po you're taking it away from LinkedIn, say, over onto your your onto podcasts onto the podcast that now. makes a lot of sense mm. so, so again it's not in the post but if it's in the comments it's very different yeah, yeah exactly because they don't want you to jump across the yeah. various platforms and then all... it's another comment on there as well so win-win uh, okay mm. that's a nice one i like that and what we do is say link in the comments so that um people know that that's where the link is because we off we use um linkedin and our posts on that to try and build our facebook group up so we're often saying you join our facebook group the link will be in the comments and then people know to look you know, look down okay yeah. good yeah. like that one also the your posts as well make them so they've got plenty of spaces so uh, there's people that just do long cop like long posts and they don't have any spaces and it's not easy on the eye and it's not easy to read we're quite simple creatures got to be easy so so literally have a line per yeah, a line spacing cause, between cause you, won't, you don't have to really think too much like oh read that line oh and then that line and then that so they'll be more engaged with you and they will stay and probably read your whole um, post rather than if it's just all bunched together. So okay, and, and are we and assume we're going to get into hashtags in a mm. sec because yeah. I want to understand how that works. Yeah. That, I think that's a bit of the dark art PC because no one understands it. Why yeah. well, don't? And another thing, <laughs> uh, I think you you say this about what you call your podcasts, like the the headline of yeah. your podcast. So we say that about posts as well. If you start with a headline uh, that's going to catch people, so people, oh, what's that about? So that draws them in. Um, you can't do it all the time. You can't be too headliney. Like yeah, I often ask questions and things like are, that, which are you know yeah. sort of challenge more challenging. Mm. But then I'll get into the context of yeah. it as well so and then a, a question within it at some point as well so that then there's something because we once warm the algorithm up um and we jump onto linkedin and we're trying the hardest to engage with people sometimes aren't we and there's nothing to engage with because mm. no one's really asked a question well, one so... of my most popular posts which had sort of in the tens of thousands which is good for me in terms of a, a level of engagement um was asking a question about fear mm -hmm. so you know what is it what is it um you know what is it that's holding you back or what fear is holding you back from doing something in your business and that got a hell of a lot of engagement. Yeah. People love to talk about themselves. So if you give them an opportunity to tell you about themselves, mm. it goes wild. Well, that was a hard one because I think most people hadn't even thought about it in the context mm. of how I phrased the question. You yeah. know, so it was more about the challenge of it. What, you know, they thought, well, hold on, fear, that's interesting. Perhaps I have got that. Mm. Whereas a lot of people yeah. don't like to necessarily. Sometimes a question can prompt a different way of thinking. Yeah. And then it kind of gets yeah. people kind of wanting to then engage with it. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, I know, you know, what's your favorite book at the moment does yeah. work, but everyone does that. Yeah. And you kind of think, you know, it oh, it, you're just trying to get engaged. Well, it yeah, does. It looks, it looks yeah. a little bit flippant. Yeah. Whereas I like to try and do stuff that has a little bit more meaning behind it mm. because, you know, it might be take someone a little bit of time to reflect on it, but at least people go, ah, and then the engagement I find is better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And don't be afraid to be personal. Like you say, if it's just, what's your favorite book? It tells you nothing about yourself. It just looks like you're trying to get a load of engagement. So one of the um, posts we give to our clients to do is a your story post. So people are interested in other people. So if you say, here's, uh, you know, I often get asked how I ended up doing this job and here's how it happened and just put your story on there. And, um, you know, how did you end up doing your job? And it just it enables people to get to know you, your values, your morals, how you've ended up doing it, the why of what you do, which is so important. And I guess it's about building that personal brand as well. Um, so don't be afraid to be personal there because people don't ask you doesn't mean that they're not interested in it. Yeah. Fast tracking the know, like and trust, that's really what all the social media is because mm. we meet people and they think they know us, but they don't. They've just seen our lives and, you know, we met a guy, didn't we? Um, a networking event and he was like and I said oh hello you're new and he went oh I, I know you like I'm in your group I've done your five-day challenge I feel like, and I, I felt so bad because I had no clue actually when, when I first when I carried on speaking I was like oh I, I get it. he just looked a little bit different to his picture but he knew pretty much everything about us didn't mm. he? well just that's how I met so we volume. met through through Jane Baylor mm. right mm. so yeah. that you know that so I met her it was so funny at one of the uh, mastermind events I was involved in and we were just chatting away and she had no idea about my podcast right so I just said oh yeah I've got a podcast and she said oh what's it called and I said that scale up your business she goes I love that podcast <laughs> I've listened to every episode of that podcast oh, and I'm amazing. like wow yeah. and then she had Daniel. no idea she had no idea it was me yeah, right? yeah but after that you know obviously we did some stuff together but yeah. but that's the sort of thing but I find not that I set it up to do it that way but people you know if they binge listen to these episodes which a lot of people do that's what's great they've spent podcasts. they've that's spent hours <laughs> well yeah. they spent hours right yeah. you know yeah. so they, they really i mean and i go into quite a lot of detail about my background so people get to know a lot about me before they have a conversation so when i do speak to people which people reach out all the time uh that sort of authenticity trust rapport piece 
has kind of been bridged. Not they perfectly, already know that they yeah. know you now and yeah. they like you and they want to. They work know what with I'm going to talk already, about. Yeah, they're already invested the time and effort. It's like it's weird for me when people go, "Oh, your team didn't do so well." This and I think oh, you know that I'm a Leicester City fan, but because they follow things, you bang on about it all the time. You do like bang you. on about it. <laughs> like, you know, I think well, for all my US listeners, are. that's a that's a um, a Premier League Leicester City. If you're soccer. a US uh, <laughs> soccer football, football team, is our football. Yeah. football team, soccer. All right. So let's keep on going because this is, I mean, we're jumping in and jumping out of quite a few different things. Yeah, yeah. So we'll summarise at the end, of course, but mm. let's keep going. I think the biggest thing you can do is um, at the end of the day, social media is one dimensional. It's just reading a post and looking at a, a static picture. So if you can use it, if you can find the bravery somewhere to use it to let people see you talking, it is a phenomenal thing because we like eye contact. We like to see human faces. We like to see the people that we're going to deal with and we're going to spend money with. So if you can do a live or a video or um, you know, a voice recording with some images behind it or a selfie or something like that, it is way and above better than just posts. Yeah. And the you whole get into time. it quite I mean, before we worked together, you didn't do any lives, did you? Like at all. So you did one when you very first started mm-hmm. working for yourself and it's I was the like, hardest part, though. I, I was think like, this we'll is... do a joint live, I'll jump on my live and you were like, Oh no and then you were like really panicked about it and now it's nothing to you, is it? So mm-hmm. it can It's just because people have a fear of putting themselves yeah. out there and getting judged. And I and I've and this is the thing I've I found interesting around this is it's it's great for business, right? Because you're going to get people who really like what you're about, and you're going to get people who absolutely hate it. Exactly. And but so you great. don't want to have you yeah. don't want to have you know people that are difficult to work with yeah. in any business. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So if people are going to self-select and they are either going to love or hate you, because yeah. it is quite polarizing. Mm-hmm. It's very not you know comments in the middle. Yeah. Um, then that's a great way. So that's why I sort of when people say oh, I don't want to put myself out there, I say yeah, but look what you're going to get back. Yeah. You're going to get people who like to work with you, and that's going to be much easier. And you're also going to know the qualified people out. Yeah. And when people kind of get their head around that piece, they go oh, okay. It's just I as now important see to the repel as it is. I mean, yeah. when I when I was in recruitment and I used to um, get, my, I used to have to like you guys used to have your that you know your millions of pounds to spend on your marketing and stuff. But when I was in recruitment, I just used to have to pick that phone up to to get the business that I got. So. Um, then I would arrange a meeting with them. So I'd hustle so hard to, to get through to them on the phone. I'd get the meeting, I'd go and see them. And then we would go, I'd go to wherever their offices were and I'd go in and meet them. Now, when I walked in to meet them, in they I hadn't seen them, they hadn't seen me. This is pre-LinkedIn. So we didn't even know what each other was going to look like. We just got on on the phone. And then we'd see each other. And you know you instantly like or dislike someone mm. straight away. Yeah. So I could have done all that work and I could have walked in they could have thought, she looks about 12. I don't want to work with her because I looked <laughs> young for my age. Um, and... You know, immediately, business could not happen. You know, I could talk my way around or, or whatever, but it could be that instantly I didn't like them, they didn't like me. I thought, oh, I can't place somebody in this place because it's a horrible environment. But now with um, social media, all that can be got, that bit can be done without you leaving your house. You know, yeah. um, they can know that they it's don't want to work much more already. Efficient. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, when people, Which... it's what I I really struggle now. If people reach if I speak to somebody and they don't know who we are already, you know, if somebody else has said, it's good if somebody else has said, oh, you need to speak to these because they've kind of rubber stamped you. But if I'm speaking to someone and they've not, well, I kind of send them to the group. So I'm like, oh, mm. go and look at the Facebook group, go and watch our trainings, go and yeah. find out a bit more about us. Because I feel like, you'd, you know, I've got too big a mountain to climb here. Like, go and see if you want us yeah. or not. It's yeah. really weird. It's no, a I get different it. I get it. And also you get, you get things like the social proof element coming in. Mm. So if people are validating you yeah. guys are good at what you do, good to work with, good yeah. people, all that, then you can kind of sense that. And that yeah. also helps people make a decision. So I did a, a talk recently and it was, um, I've done it a couple of times now. I think you, you heard the first version of it, which was how you kind of create customers, not win them. Yeah. And the definition of that, which I probably wasn't as explicit about is it's when the customer or the client makes the choice, makes the decision to have a commercial relationship with you. And your role in that is just to facilitate the journey because you're not necessarily going to convince them. They have to make that decision. Yeah. And so therefore, if you've got social proof, if you've got kind of um, anything that's credibility, referral, um, all that sort of stuff is going to help someone in their mind feel comfortable to move forward into something which you know they're they're, they're giving away some money for some value and mm-hmm. that's a, that's an important decision they need to make sure yeah. they get it right yeah and that's one of the big things I think around around social media you can circumvent that you can progress it forward because it gives people more options to make that decision yeah, yeah. definitely and the holy grail of marketing is a testimonial and you can use social media to get that out far and wide and you know don't be shy about saying this made my day and Put a screenshot on of that testimonial that you've just had from a client and just share that. You know? Yeah, a lot of this, I'm, the sense I'm getting is about being brave, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
You know, it's really about sort of, and I say that, you know, be grateful, be brave, have faith, show up is one of my lines. Because you're just going to kind of, you know, get out of your own head here a bit and just use what's there available. And I think if you're acting from a position of integrity as well, you know, you genuinely believe that you can help people with what you do, then there's nothing wrong with going out there and, you know, yeah. shouting about it. Yeah, don't do it for you, do it for your business because yeah. your business is worth it. And we have a concept called Savvy Self, which is about, um, everybody talks about your ideal client avatar and how you've got to um, work out who they are and what their characteristics are and all of that. But equally as important, is your brand avatar if you like so say okay when you show up on social media you're not being you you're representing your business so write down who that business person is so your Sasha Fierce um, is Beyonce that enabled her to show up on stage when she was too shy to do so so write down yeah, the characteristics yeah. of your savvy self um, that your business that you want to get out there and when you show up on social media be that person um, because actually I read about an experiment on children in the US, four or five years old, um, and they basically gave them um, a toy, put it in a box, locked it away in a box, and gave them three keys to open the box. And the experiment was none of the keys opened the box. But they allowed them to either open the box as themselves, open the box as um, Dora the Explorer or Batman dressed up in those. And the children that were dressed up as their superhero self tried harder for longer, lost their temper less, got less frustrated and were more successful. Nobody opened the box, but they were more, I mean, some of the first group didn't even get to the third key. They got in a temper and they gave They're up. Right. Yeah, and one little boy who did it apparently dressed as Batman said, um, Batman doesn't get frustrated. And so he's showing up as his savvy self in order to do a job. No, and I get it. And, and, but, that's, but that's also about identity. Mm. Yep. Also, yeah, cool. Okay, so let's keep going through. So. Because most people don't, um, like, Madonna is Madonna, right? So I love Madonna. I like, so to me, when I was younger, I used to think, what would Madonna do? That was one of my things, too, because I didn't have any decent role models, personally. So I just used to think, what would Madonna do? Most people are not a Madonna. They're not Madonna, and they can't just be Madonna. So you have to create, like, your Sasha Fierce, like Beyonce has, or you have to create your, you know, your Batman or whatever it may be to step into it. It's still you. It's just stepping into it. So you've almost got this no, protective barrier around you. Well, I've, I've done similar things in terms of, um, so one of the things that was said to me is, as much as there's vulnerability in my story and what I've done is when I'm showing up to help people, you know, grow and scale their business to sell it, which is a challenging thing. You know, what they don't want me to be is this guy who's kind of in a ball of mush. Yeah. Uh, Woe is me. My life was terrible, which, you know, yeah. it's not that you know, I have to be the rock in many cases. I have to help them, you know, pull them through, you know, their own, their own feelings about themselves and all the stress and overwhelm that they're going through. And if I don't show up as that person, then I'm not being, I'm not helping them. Yeah. You know? so it's not really I, about... I feel like that about the vulnerability thing. So I'm reading Brene Brown's book about yeah. vulnerability now. And I, I get it on some level, but then I also, I see people using it on social media too much, almost like trying to game people into wanting them to like, you know, like, oh, this happened to me. Yeah, so therefore I, I, you should... And it, it's really a, I it's think a it tough needs to one be, for me. I, I, I understand what the context behind this. And again, for everyone listening, this is, you'll see this where people are kind of telling their stories a lot. And, you know, I do it a bit. I've had a couple of podcast episodes where I've gone into kind of why I do what I do. And I think the context of that is important. But then you'll get people who overuse it. And all they're trying to do is, if you share so much about yourself, there's more connection. So it starts to play with the emotional triggers in people's brains because yeah. they can connect with, everyone's got stories. Everyone's mm -hmm. got good stuff and bad stuff that's happened to them. And if you can connect on that at a, at a kind of, it's, you know, that sort of psychological level, it starts to change your thinking. And that's why people do it. So I don't like that because I think it's a little say, bit manipulative mm, as well. Scars, not scabs. So if you've got a story and it's healed and you've, you know, made your peace with everybody in that story, then great, go out and share it. But don't um, air your, your scabs because if you're trying to get um, validation or sympathy or trying to get a sale because of pity, then that's the wrong way to do it. If it's all healed and you're just trying to help other people who might be going along that same journey, share your scars, that's fantastic. Yeah. The, not there are scabs. some people that do what similar things to what we do and sometimes they use their stories so about like, me and Anita, like I always say, we will never be these people that do this because it's just no. You've got to it's stand too far. It's too, you know. No, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to be yourself. Yeah, and you know that. Now I'm conscious because we're doing we're doing this in an event, so it's starting to get loud come lunchtime. Yeah. So we're going to start to wind it up. Is there anything that we haven't covered? Because I'm quite yeah. conscious of. Let's go through the list. We'll go and do a summary at the end. Okay. Because I want people to sort of be able to go away, literally yeah. write this down and go. Okay, this is what the girl said. This is you know. Yeah. But let's keep going. Let's the last thing I think is completely left field um, from social. media media trainers but social media is not the be all and end all you don't own the platform you don't own those contacts you've made on that platform they could change the algorithm they could take the platform down um, so you know yes it's great to use social media and it's a fantastic way to connect but also concentrate on the other parts so use social media to build your list 
Um, yeah, because, I like this. you know, email is still key. I don't think email is dead, but, you know, it's about content again, isn't it? Don't be spamming everybody. Um, so use it to, to build your list. Use it to get people onto your website. Use it to get them into your world to start building that relationship with. It's just, you know, a channel to help get more people into your world. Yeah, no, I, I massively believe in this. I've been yeah. saying this again for reference to my wife because a lot of how she monetizes what she does is through affiliates of Amazon, whatever else. And of course, everything is then leveraged around the platform. So I keep saying you've got to build your own, mm. you know, your own way of communicating, whatever that is, and, and different ways of monetizing the the um, the value that she's, she's giving out. Um, and I believe that fully because I say create value and you can put offers and triggers, if you like, through social media. But a lot of the selling, any of the kind of, um, you know, when someone makes that decision to work with you is done privately. Mm -hmm. It's done through a conversation or it's done through a list. And I think that's the most, I always advise that even if some people don't get it because social selling, because I want to spend a couple of minutes on that if we can before we finish up. So if someone is getting huge engagements, right, they're getting lots of things going on, how do they then move that in? So we've talked about lists, but how would you also move that in, say, something like LinkedIn, where you start to have a conversation maybe through Messenger or through um, in-mail and then start to sort of present an offer? Mm. How, do you, how do you advise on that journey? Because I think that's where people get stuck up. They, they might engage and all of a sudden they, they hit with an offer and it feels like it's too early yeah. and therefore it doesn't work. Yeah, it, it very much depends on what you're offering um, and what your price points are. But... Um, really people aren't going to go from not knowing you and not buying from you to buying your full product in one go. So if you can give them like a lower value or a, a less involved offer to allow them to dip their toe in the water, then that's a fantastic thing to go out on social media with. So what so would that be? So you, let's say... you might have like a one hour Zoom strategy call okay. or a discovery or something like that, which well, you would... We have like the 90 day, like we spoke about earlier, the 90 day content creator. Yeah. 47 quid, no brainer. Um, I like that. I love that idea. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we will link that into the show notes. I think then, for people who are, want yeah. to start and they want to kind of have ideas, that's really mm. nice. And then we've got like every day we they want us every day to be in front of them. So for every day for 90 days, we're in front of them. So obviously yeah. we don't expect everyone, somebody to see a video of us uh, doing some training and then go, oh, some do, don't they? We want to work with you. And then they'll book the day with us or they'll book the program. But we don't expect they'll see one video and then want, you know, jump into one's work. So this is a way of... So, so you, you're still going to build that up. Because I find yeah. I've, I've, I've used this example a few times when I've done speaking things where someone literally connects with you on LinkedIn and then within, you know, it's all automated these oh, days. Some mm. bot pops up and then yeah. you've got like some really crappy offer, yeah. which is almost a bit condescending. Mm. Someone goes, yeah. hey, you know, I see that you'll do this and you might want to be this and hey, I've got this yeah. thing. And you kind of go, oh, delete or whatever. Yes. I, you know, yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I play with these people. Um, <laughs> Sport. But it doesn't, you know, it can't be effective. I've never, I no. would never feel no. any compulsion. I always ask them, does this work for you? Because obviously they, they actually yeah, they need us. Yeah, they Yeah. I say, does this work? Like, you know, I'd love to know. But if you're putting out you know. content talking about the results you get for clients, the pain points you solve, then if that resonates with your ideal client, then they will approach you and say, can you tell us more about what you do? And then you get into a private conversation. Every day in our LinkedIn, we have people message direct to us. And what, I find it really interesting, like why they approach you or me, like why they decide which one to, to kind of um, connect with. But they do, they reach out to one or the other of us and then we jump on a call and then we take it from there really so yeah. you want to get it to a point where that's happening but then equally you don't just want to just keep creating 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 and never having a, a way for people to call to action well, to either get a download or the, the key question that i want yeah. to kind of ask which i mentioned earlier is okay so how do you measure all this so obviously ultimately it's about business growth it's about winning you know creating customers as i talk about but at the very beginning when it's you know likes shares comments vanity metrics really you can yeah, how do you, you join get, this up you can get um Obviously, if you put a post out and you suddenly get, you know, 5,000 likes and you've never really had more than five, it's you get enthusiastic and it's great, it spurs you on, but it doesn't pay the mortgage. So ultimately, we say, yeah, measure all of that, look at all of that, but they're vanity metrics. They won't um, mean anything unless you're monetizing it. And the only way to measure it is say, am I getting leads through social media that are turning into paying customers? And you'll know that because... But you have to start with something, I suppose. So for yeah. example, if you're starting from nothing, there's got to be, a, even if it's just reach, you know, I've got this many people who have seen it. And of course, you know, if you get lots of that and then no sales, right, that's not good. But equally, you've got to start somewhere. It's kind of the funnel, isn't it? Yeah. You know, 
Definitely. And, and also, like, some people, oh, it doesn't work. But actually, how many people, how many connections do you have? Oh, 80. Well, yeah. you have 80 people in, in your world. You need to you need to build and start connecting with people as well. So mm. it's really hard. And it takes to, time. Yeah. We say give it 90 days. Be consistent every day for 90 days and then see where you are at the end versus where you are at the start. Don't. It's, it's like dieting, yeah. isn't it? Don't weigh yourself every day and say, What's oh. What's the planting you know? tree? I use, this, I use this all the time. People get sick of me saying this. It's planting the seed and expecting to see the tree. Yes. You know, everyone gives up and therefore actually mm. it's, and there's a really good book by a guy called Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect, yeah. which essentially the concept is you forget the thing that you did that got you the results because yeah. it happened so long ago and other yeah. things happen. So, you know, the whole idea you plant the tree, so you plant the seed, you forget. And then suddenly there's a tree. You go, oh, actually, yeah, I remember. Now I planted like last year, yeah. I planted yeah. a seed. And that's the same that happens in business as in life. Mm. You know, it's the stuff that you do every day, the compounding, mm. the habits we spoke about, which get you to that point. Yeah. yeah. Social media isn't going anywhere. You know, your competitors are on it, your potential customers are on it. You need to be on it if you're serious about your business. So, um, you know, keep being consistent and eventually something will give and you'll start getting customers through it. Alrighty. Well, let, let's wind it up, I think, because it's getting busy here. But let's, let's just summarize. We've talked a lot about lots of things. So let's just go through a summary. So if someone just, you know, listens to the last two minutes and goes, hey, I'm going to go and take some action now, which we want them to do, just go through kind of the key points. So the first Press the is... live button. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Get yourself out there. Get yourself out there and get out of your head is yeah. definitely one of the first bit is like the foundation, flipping your thinking about what social media is um, and um, what it can do for you. So be really clear about who you're targeting, what you're offering, and just bang on again and again and again about the same message. Bore yourself. Because your, <laughs> your stuff doesn't go out to the same person every time. They're not seeing everything you do. It's different people all the time. So you have to be really repetitive and like, yeah, you will bore yourself. Yeah. We still find people who we meet in a networking meeting and they'll say, oh, I didn't know you did that. And we go on about it so much. Yeah. And we think, gosh, how can you not know about that? So um, okay. set your foundation up properly and just be consistent, repetitive and boring about what it is you do. Not boring. Well, bore yourself. Not well, you might, you might think it's yeah, boring, you but actually, you know, again, this, and, and lots of times people haven't seen it, so it's the first time yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Those are the main things. Well, make sure you've got your shop window as it should be, so all the platforms look the same, so yeah. wherever somebody... They might look at you on LinkedIn, they might check you out on Instagram, it looks the same, feels the same, so people get comfortable with your branding and how you are. And then yeah. uh, showing up is the most important pick thing, your, Pick your favourite platform and then just um, try and show up on that every day and then just use the other platforms to repurpose and don't spend all your time on social media every day because you'll get fed up with it more than anything And else. make sure you engage with people that engage on your posts because you can't just put something out there and don't be advertising, just if you put a post out there and people engage, make sure you comment back to them. Mm -hmm. But sparingly, like, so don't do all the comments back to them at once, spread it out so that then the algorithm Okay. Yeah. So use it as a channel to serve your business. It's the basis That's the summary, it. isn't it? And you've yeah. got to do it. But I mean, I'm, I'm a big a video, believer. If you can do a video, like you can even on Facebook, you can put it to um, public only. So, uh, sorry, only me to watch it. So, yeah. Yeah, so you can just you can watch your live back to yourself and nobody else. I think, else I think that it. message is true. So, so yeah, if you've got any reservations about putting a video or yourself out there, that's 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 the thing I say. Yeah. You know, mm. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna leverage what is essentially free or low cost marketing, mm. then you're missing an opportunity. Yeah. And for people who are kind of scared of marketing, which some people are, some people I work with, they, they don't do any marketing because they don't think it works or whatever else. I always say, give something a go, give it a try, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and then see what Test. happens. And I like the 90 day thing, because that's true, because then it's not just something that you're mm -hmm. rushing or expecting a quick result. Yeah, definitely. So guys, cool, listen, that's awesome. There's heaps here. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my editors on the show notes are gonna have a field day on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for your time. How Excellent. can people um, get in touch with you? We'll put some stuff in the show notes as well. They can join the uh, Get Savvy Club Facebook group. Yeah, so cool. We do training in there every week and there's loads of stuff, so. Or find us on LinkedIn, Anna Geary, Anita Baldwin. Done. But, yeah. Well, listen, thank you for your time. There's been lots of value for the audience today, and um, it's great having you on Scale Up Your Business. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.